If you want films with tight leggings and flaccid penises, you're in the right place. This is Have You Seen, episode 47. Awesome. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Have You Seen Penis Edition. <laughs> Thanks to the two films we watched for this week's show. <laughs> it is episode 47. I am Kieran, fully covered, Lefort, and opposite me is Tom, or what can I call you this week? I don't know. You'll okay. probably be insulting, I'm sure. No, I'll be nice. It's just Tom Webb, plain old Tom Webb. Brilliant. Um, hello. Hello. There's an extra piece of kit in the room. There's a backup recording yeah. test thing going on. Yeah. I'm not sure it's going to work, but we'll okay. see. All right, we'll try. Yeah. Um, we watched uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, and uh, I watched Forgetting Sarah Marshall, yeah. and I oh. made Tom watch Labyrinth. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what are we going to do? We're going to do uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall first. Yeah. Kieran, Kieran forgetting the format <laughs> is what we'll do first. Okay. Uh, Can you recap? I see a complete lack of notes. I have no table. notes with me whatsoever. I'm right. going to completely wing it this Okay. Week. Let's see how we go. Uh, so, Forgetting Sarah Marshall is, I guess it is a rom-com. Um, but it's it's again like a lot of the rom coms we've covered on this show. It has a difference, and yes. it's not it's not a standard uh, thing. So basically, it starts with a breakup. Uh, Jason Segel uh, ends up being royally dumped in a scene that is actually based on a real life experience. Yes, I uh, agree about that. Yes, um, where uh, his partner played by Kristen Bell dumps him uh, and he's completely naked which I decided to leave out of the pitch yeah thanks because I thought it would be a nice I'm gonna surprise read you, I'm going to read you right now the, my top two notes right which my first note I wrote was great I've just seen Jay- Jason Siegel's penis five minutes in right note number two stop showing his cock <laughs> it has more screen time than, than Paul Rudd in this film <laughs> So uh, to get over the breakup, uh, Jason Siegel's character decides to go on a nice holiday to Hawaii. Um, he goes there, goes to a nice hotel that he's heard about, and there she is with her new boyfriend, played by Russell Brand. What we haven't mentioned, though, is that she's a TV star. She is, yeah. The star of Crime Scene, Scene of the Crime. crime yeah. Uh, and uh, her new boyfriend is uh, Aldous Snow, Snow, who's like an English rock star. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Who yeah. is Russell Brand, being, being Russell Brand just... Singing, singing rather than yeah. comedy. Yeah. yeah. Um, I really like it. It's the sort of film my wife and I watch it a lot and uh, quote it to each other and that kind mm-hmm. of thing. And uh, and I, because you've been, you've seemed to have developed a penchant for rom coms over the last couple of months. I'm trying to write one. That's why. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I figured that uh, this would be a nice one for you to, to watch and hopefully you'd enjoy it because it's got similar kind of feel to things like I Love You Man and, and that kind of oeuvre. Yeah. Similar sort of cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, what did you think? Um, of that kind of film, yeah. this is probably my least favourite. I thought it might be. Um, it's not to say it's bad. No. Um, I just wasn't massively engaged. Right. And I felt it went on too long. It's right, nearly okay. two hours long. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't need to be. No. Um, yeah. What did I write? Last notes. Fine but not outstanding. Scattered hilarity but the story didn't really grip me. Right, okay. Um I didn't. Yeah, I didn't really care about any of the characters. Right. I didn't. I wasn't kind of pulled into any of the relationships or anything like that. Okay. But there are there are a lot of very funny lines and situations. Yeah. Um, 
You mentioned briefly, I think, the supporting cast uh-huh. uh, last week. Uh, you Something you also mentioned after we finished recording rather than actually recording yeah. uh, was that I should watch the unrated version rather than That's the That's right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it was funny. My wife and I put the DVD on and I just hit play mm. and we suddenly started, like, we were getting ready for a quote that we yeah. we know and it just wasn't there. And yeah. it was usually like, I think in this day in that version, it's usually they've just trimmed a line off the end of a couple of scenes yeah, yeah. and it's just like an extra gag that's not necessary, but they've just kind of trimmed it down a bit. Mm. Um, what did I like? What did I, uh, I enjoyed Russell Brand quite a lot. Yeah, he's very I'm good in this. I'm not a giant fan of no. him. I can, I can watch his stage show stuff. I think yeah. he's, an, he's an odd man. He's a very odd man. He's yeah. massively intelligent, yes, but doesn't really know how to express it. Sometimes, if that yeah. makes sense, yeah. Even though he's very eloquent in his stand-up and that yeah. kind of thing, I know he's what you kind mean. Of like, yeah, he's one of those intelligent kids who probably went to a dumb school and acted out. Yeah, we came from Essex. So. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, well, uh, no, I like his character. Some of his throwaway lines are really very funny. Yeah. Um, did I write down a whole lot? <laughs> oh, yeah, was when they're talking, Christine Bell's talking about the movie she was in <laughs> about the killer mobile phone. She's like, yeah. It's a metaphor for technology, and she just comes out with it's a metaphor for a crap film. <laughs> yeah, um, I do like that scene. That's I that's liked one. his um, the other person I really like is Jack McBrayer, yes, who is the very <laughs> camp, newly wed yeah. husband. And yeah. I thought it was just going to turn out that he was gay. Right. No, no. Because that's the way it's set up. It is. Yeah, yeah. Because he's very, it. like, it, basically they're on their honeymoon and they're, they're trying to consummate their marriage. But he, he seems to be petrified of sex, basically. Yes, he does, it does explain that they, um, uh, uh, they're both friends of the Lord and therefore yeah. haven't uh, until marriage. Yeah. Uh, and she's raring to go and yes. he's really not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but like just things like the way uh, in their initial scene, the way he's av- avoiding her kisses, I thought it was going to turn out that he was gay and he'd been forced into this, or this was a marriage of yeah. convenience and that kind right, of thing. Right, yeah. Um, but I really like the scene with Russell Brand showing him sex positions on giant chess pieces on the <laughs> yeah, beach. Yeah. Um, I think my other brand note is Russell Brand is wearing leather trousers in Hawaii, sweaty sack. Yeah, very much so. Um, yeah. What? A, oh, yeah. He showed up again. He yeah. He shows up quite a lot in my notes actually. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised. <laughs> I thought he'd be the thing you liked least. No, I don't know. He's a very. He's a. Maybe it's just because he's playing himself. He's quite an engaging screen presence. Well, that's what I feel. I mean, like uh, I think I said last week that he uh, he very much is playing himself, and that is to a plus. I think because mm. he's just it, it's such a natural performance. Then yeah, because I know for a fact there are lots of things that Aldous Snow was supposed to do that didn't happen. There was a whole scene they shot uh, where they were riding horseback, but he just couldn't do it. And he had to look cool, but he couldn't do it. So yeah. they cut it. Um, the and scene... that was the scene where Kristen Bell hurt herself. Yeah. She hurt her leg and like she, you can see her limping in other parts of the, <laughs> the film. Um, the, and the scene where he and uh, Jason Siegel are on the surfboards, mm. that was supposed to start with him kind of really looking cool and surfing over. But he can do, do it. Fine. No. Uh, um, what else? Are like, oh, so he says towards the end, you deserve a medal, a holiday, or at least a cuddle from someone for putting up with her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm essentially just going up reading out my notes. Yeah. What else did I like about it? Uh, I like Kristen Wiig's cameo. Yeah, as the passive aggressive yoga teacher. Yeah, and I think that it might be even completely cut from the. Really? Yeah. Because she's only in that one scene. Yeah, I think I, I, I can't remember if it's completely cut or it's that's one of the scenes that's significantly reduced. Mm. Um, and. Uh, uh, Bill Hader as the stepbrother. Yeah. Um, just the 
the iChat scene, the Skype <laughs> scene. Yeah. Where he's getting, where Jason Sigel's character is getting Hader's wife to move closer to the microphone and further away oh, and closer yeah. and further away. So it looks like from his perspective, he's giving his stepbrother a blow. Yeah, yeah. And then her not, <laughs> not twigging that. and him eventually working out what's going on. Yeah. I also watched the gag reel, right. which has got an extended raw version of that. Right, yeah, as well. yeah. Uh, and here, uh, uh, Siegel cracking up while adding things like, <laughs> just just leave, look, there's something on the ce- ceiling. Lean back and have a look at it. Open your mouth and yawn. You're really tired. <laughs> Because um, there's a joke. The final joke of that little bit is the bit about, oh, did you have that necklace before you yes. died? That's not in the unrated right. version. So it's little things like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, what else have I got? There's a Hawaiian cover of More Than Words played yeah, by the yes. bar band, and it took me in. I thought, I know this melody. Oh God! And then there's uh, they do nothing compares to you. Yeah. Over the over the final credits. Yeah. As well. I think my wife downloaded the soundtrack. Mm. Because yeah, there's some great stuff in there, and mm. and the stuff from the the uh, Dracula musical. I wasn't that taken by that. Oh really? I no. found that bit really funny. No, it didn't. That didn't it really didn't, didn't grab me. You. No. no, you can see this. It the, should have been funny. Yeah, that's also apparently based on reality. Yeah, yeah. And Jason Siegel did actually write a puppet yeah. musical yeah. or attempt to, and sowing the seeds for him working with the Muppets. Well, one of the songs he sings is the Muppet theme, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. At the yeah. piano, yeah. Um, you cannot have in a movie a two shot of Jason Siegel and Mila Kunis standing together. I oh, know because he's about fourteen inches taller <laughs> than her, and it looks ridiculous. Um, I don't really have anything. I just wrote a list of the things I liked. Yeah. Really, well, that's that. God to be put honest. our mouths on our heads for a reason. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if God was a city planner, he wouldn't have put a playground next to a sewage system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's one of my favourite lines. Um, yeah, I can't. I I honestly can't really add anything. It's no. just it's the kind of thing I'd have on in the background. Yeah, exactly. Because I honestly, I'm not sure I laughed for almost forty minutes. Oh, really? Yeah, I was gently amused. Yeah, but yeah. I didn't laugh it, out loud. It's one of those films that um, you'll you'll be in situ- social situations and then you'll start thinking of the the lines and the quotes yeah. and little things like that will kind of come into it. Mm. Like um, one of the ones that isn't a particularly funny scene, but is a quote that often crops up is, you know, when uh, Jonah Hill is trying to get Russell Brand to listen to his CD yeah. and he does the English accent. Yeah. He's like, oh no. Yeah. And that, that we, uh, my wife and I do that all the time. <laughs> just, just, not just like intentionally. Sometimes you're just like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll kind of carry it on. Um, I liked, I really liked all of the, um, Crime scene, scene of the crime clips yeah. and trailers because they are spot on. They are exactly like that CSI type show. Yeah, uh, I really like William Baldwin uh, yeah. as the partner in that all his one-liners, yeah. which is then paid off in the credits with Animal Instinct. Stinks. Yeah, the I show love she goes on to after with Jason, Jason Bateman. Bateman as the partner. Yeah, yeah, I, I love all of that stuff. I like you, bitch. Where you're going, that's exactly what you're gonna be. Yeah, I love all the uh, like the the bit where he like. He's broken up with her, but before he goes to Hawaii, and he's at his day job scoring her show. Yes, and and he's just like, okay, let's give it a go. And he's like playing the Seinfeld fills and that yeah. kind of stuff. He's like, Come on, do the usual. It's like it's just dark, ominous tone. Yeah, <laughs> and he's just he like, that's exactly, right. what, that's it exactly is. what it is. And when he's <laughs> explaining it to Mila Kunis later on, he's like, I don't write music. Yeah, I just it's just tones. It's just atmosphere. Yeah. Um. Yeah, 
uh, kind of a tentative thumbs up. I wasn't yeah. I wasn't blown away. Um, I'm not going to complain if it comes on TV. No, I'll no, just exactly. kind of leave it on in the background and get on with stuff, really, it's, and then notice all the jokes that have been cut out. Yeah, it's pretty much what I, I figured your response would be. Mm. I much prefer um, even stuff like 40-Year-Old Virgin. See, I've only seen that twice or once and a half. Yeah. Um, and I think I prefer this to that. Okay. I like Steve Carell. I've, I've watched yeah. a lot of The American Office. Right. I, re- I quite yeah. like him. Uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, I, I definitely think I prefer I Love You Man. So do I. And Knocked Up as well. Really? I, yeah, I saw for the first time round at yours. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. surprised you like that more. No, than I like this. Knocked Up. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, speaking of I Love You Man. Yeah. My sister. Oh right. Yeah. Um, she got bored at work essentially, right. uh, and sent me a message saying I've downloaded all of your podcasts and I'm going through the lot. Wow. And then he sent me another one saying, I now need to take six weeks off to watch a whole shit ton of movies. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, the first one she has watched is I Love You, Man. And she sent a review. Oh, brilliant. Which I now have to sort through several pages of notes <laughs> to find. Yeah. Okay. She says, <clears throat> okay, so you know I'm not good at the whole review thing. I watch films to enjoy them, not be critical. Yeah. Well, so do we. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I Love You, Man had me grinning all the way through and laughing out loud several times. I love the toast. Doug, the guy who kissed Pete, and the scene where Pete is trying on suits. I can't quote Doug's lines. It's not suitable to be read out, but I nearly wet myself laughing. <laughs> right. uh, I wanted to slap Tevin and ultimately was really pleased when Sydney made it to the wedding. Right. Uh, great story about the importance of man love. As a woman, I think I'm with Zoe and I don't really understand it, but apparently it makes the world go round. <laughs> all in all, a great feel-good film and a bargain at only three pounds. Well, yeah. Indeed a bargain. Um, we've had uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall feedback. Oh, cool. Uh, from Facebook, uh, Tom Sims says, Forgetting Sarah Marshall made me laugh so much that I almost forgot how much I hate Russell Brand. <laughs> Plus, I challenge any straight guy to watch that film and not fall in love with Mila Kunis. Yeah. I've been in the same room as Mila Kunis. He's quite right. Yeah, I have as well, actually. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. She's a fine-looking little small person. Quite pixie-ish. Yes. Mm. Uh, Matthew Jones on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Forgetting Sarah Marshall is far better than you would think. Jason Siegel is very likeable as usual. Mila mm. Kunis is very hot as usual. <laughs> but it's the quality supporting cast that make this film. Jack McBrayer and Jonah Hill almost steal the show. Mm. The super underrated Bill Hader has a nice bit part, as does Kristen, Bur- uh, Kristen Wiig. Sorry. Uh, he suggests Googling Hader, Hader's Saturday Night Light live stuff i can't speak today no, i should say can't. i'm ill yeah <laughs> uh, and i'm struggling through this I'm trying to get it over with quickly so i can go home and go to bed um he then ends with a joke only wrestling fans will understand where he says the story is predictable but you still react to the twists and turns it's the bret hart of rom-coms <laughs> which if you've seen a whole lot of bret hart matches, dead right. um it has alternative titles around the world oh, really film. yeah you know how we love these yeah uh in the netherlands it was dumped uh, apt, to the apt, yeah. In Mexico slash Peru, how do I survive a breakup? All right. In Germany, no more sex with the ex. <laughs> uh, and in Portugal, you're going to want to swallow that before I read that he's taking a drink. Okay. A beautiful pair of skates. <laughs> what? Yes. The title translates as a beautiful pair <coughs> ellipsis of skates. What? That makes no sense. Yeah. I can't, like... There are no ice skates, roller skates. No, there are no, no fish. No, there are no <laughs> skates at any point in this film. <laughs> wow. um, skates must have some sort of double meaning in Portuguese. I guess so. Um, I also found a couple of one-star reviews on Amazon. All right, because these are always fun. Yeah. Which one do I do first? Let's do the one all in caps first, with no punctuation. So his GF dumped him, and he could not get over it. Bloody boring film. That's the entire <laughs> review. Wow. 
Um, and finally, this film is so bad, I cannot even define it. Apart from the eye candy of Russell Brand, it is dire. Any excuse for this slightly pudgy guy to get his tackle out and mope about over a completely divvy flip-top head blonde. <laughs> Avoid this unless you've had a lobotomy or have a large sick bucket and drugs to get you through it. <laughs> Amazing. So, um, complimentary. Yeah, absolutely. Complimentary indeed. Yeah. Um, what do you want to do now? Do you want to go to Labyrinth? Or we have what? some feedback on the last ish, uh, last episode. Um... Why don't we do? Why don't we get through? Let's go through labyrinth first. Why don't we get <laughs> through labyrinth? Well, that's a that's a good preface to your review. <laughs> yeah. let me, all right. Okay. Let me do. Let me do the uh, recap then. Fine. Uh, Jennifer Connolly is Sarah. She's fifteen, and she escapes from her everyday life into stories of a goblin realm. She's a bit of a moody type. Yeah. Uh, one night, when left to babysit her screaming infant brother, she wishes the goblins would come and take him, and they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Goblin King, played by David Bowie in several fantastic outfits, then gives Sarah 13 hours to solve his labyrinth that stands between her and his castle, or the boy will be turned into a goblin and lost forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I pitched this to Tom because it's a film I assumed every child who grew up in the 80s had seen. Not me. It turned out he hadn't, nope. and I had a copy. So uh, I pitched it, and we shall... F- uh, uh, Knowing that he doesn't like fantasy films very much, <laughs> or probably David Bowie very much, uh, I don't mind we David Bowie. We shall see what he thought. No, I um, like I said last week, I've I I struggle with fantasy films for some reason, and I thought right, I, this is a perfect opportunity. Clear my mind, really go open minded. Let's you know, sit down, watch it afresh, and um, I absolutely hated it. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> um, mostly because the biggest problem I had with the whole film is that everyone's so unlikable, I really just didn't care. I, I was at the point... Rosemary Connolly... Uh, not Rosemary Connolly. Not Rosemary Connolly. <laughs> Jennifer Connolly. Rosemary <laughs> Connolly. <laughs> Doing exercise in the theatre. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer Connolly's character is so horrible that I just was like... Paul Bettany is the only person who gets to... Jennifer Connelly doing exercises. Really <laughs> yeah. Tough. I was just like, you're such a horrible girl. I kind of hope that the baby never comes back and you get done for, like, you know, <laughs> for losing a child and get sent to some sort of freakish women's prison. Because it was just like, I don't, I, I was just, she was so horrible. I just didn't like her. And I was like, I don't care if you get lost in this maze. I don't care if you, uh, you know, it's like then the character that's supposed to help her, he kind of double crosses her or doesn't. Yeah. It's like, well, why do you keep trusting him then? It's just stupid. <laughs> um, David Bowie, performance-wise, I thought was fine. Mm. But again, you don't like him because he's the villain. Yeah. The only the only character that I thought was fun and interesting was Sir Didymus. Yes, he's the he's definitely the best thing in this film. And I was kind of like, well, that I, that I like and I think could really work. But even then, he's a bit he's a bit odd. Yes. Um, yeah. It just so it just completely fell flat for me. I was just like, I don't care if they get the kid back. I don't care if she survives or not. Um, I find I found a lot of the monsters and stuff not like I. I just when you see things like that, I just think uh, that's just you know, it. None of them had life to me. Okay. Like if I look at if I watch the Muppets, mm. there's character there, and I see them as the characters. Mm. I don't think of them as puppets. Whereas all of the stuff in this, I thought oh, there's a boat in a rubber suit or 
there's someone hand on mm. that. It just it just doesn't. Okay, because I thought you'd like the kind of the character design and no, production I, design. I, no, it. it's weird. It just doesn't like. I mean, I quite liked the design of the uh, the sets and the architecture. Right. It's just the characters. Just like they just. I don't know if it's because they come across as so fake. Because mm. the you know, there's no. Well, there's no grounding in reality whatsoever, but well, even no. so, but it's, I don't know, it's just something that just complete, a bit like the problem I have with anime, it just kind of disengages me like that, and okay. bang, I just pff, don't get it. And I tried really hard. Okay. Um, well, full disclosure, yeah. when I watched this to pitch it to you, yeah. I liked it a hell of a lot less than I did when I was eight years old. Yeah, I can imagine. I, I was just like, yeah. uh, you know. There's stuff I did like in it, though. Like I said, some of the character design, um, things like... Um, uh, the door knockers. Yeah. With the one that's got the thing in his mouth and can't See, speak, I think the scene, the... like where she falls down the scene with all the hands. Yeah. Though that's very clever. Yes. But I think I've seen it done in a different, I've seen it done before and okay. I've seen it done in a different way. So it didn't, you know, I think if I'd see, if that was the first time I'd ever seen that, I would have been quite impressed by it. But, you know, hmm. so I don't know. Yeah. yeah I just, right. again, fantasy just didn't. <laughs> it's another one from my DVD collection, Gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Back to Donnie Yen films next week. Yeah. Um, fine. We won't get into the subtext or the foreshadowing or the... Is there subtext? Yeah. What? Well, it's about a teenage girl struggling to ex- uh, escape the trappings of childhood and become a woman. Yeah, I guess, but I don't care. <laughs> it's like, you because know, you've never been a teenage girl trying to become a woman. That's true, yeah. But I, I, I think if... Also struggling to deal with her, her mother. Her mother's a famous actress who's left for another man. Right, left well, the family yeah. for another man. It's not made mass. It's very implicit rather than explicit. See, the, I think the fundamental problems with it as a script. Okay. Because I think that if if she was a more likable character at the beginning, mm. you'd have much more sympathy and engage much more. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like I said about, about buried. If the phone call with his wife had happened at the beginning, I would have been invested a lot more in that movie. Okay. And I think this is the same here. It's because Muppets. yeah, because like. I think the big problem is her parents or and her, her stepmother and her father are being actually quite reasonable right? before they go out. And she's just acting like a moody teenager. Some teenagers are moody. Well, I realise that. I know you were a nice boy. <laughs> but I just... I, so because some of, teenagers are little bastards. But, well, if they were being... If they'd been really nasty to her, it would have given her reason to be moody. And they weren't particularly. So I think there was just little tiny things that you could have done at that very beginning that would have set it up that would have given you a bit more you know you would have, would have invested a bit more in her and then everything else would have fallen into place okie dokie uh, you know Okey that's dokey. just my opinion um somebody sent us uh feedback on facebook that i can't access due to the, oh look now i've got a bloody signal in here hold on a second All right. let's see if this will work oh yes there it is there it is wait let's see if i can get to it yeah oh god damn it no. I dislike this new phone as much as you dislike Labyrinth. And it's nothing to do with the script. And it's nothing to do with un- not unlikable characters. It's to do with it being a piece of shite. <laughs> okay. Wait, well, hey, there we go. Right. Hey, got it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's going to be worth it. Richard right. Pierce on Facebook says Labyrinth is one of my all time favourite films. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Yeah. Um, it brings back all my childhood memories. I love this film. I, I Like you said, I, I do wonder. Would I have engaged with it more if I'd watched it when I was a kid? Yeah. Probably a bit, but yeah, probably, yeah. I, I, I think even then I don't think I would have got into it. Mm. Uh, Alexandra Stone, also on Facebook, says, I fancied David Bowie in tights. That is all. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, 
And Tom Sims, again, yeah. uh, says, Labyrinth can do one. It's been spoiled for me by a little sister who played it constantly as a child. I hate that film. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, Labyrinth also had alternative titles. Right. Uh, in Denmark, it's called To the Troll King's Palace. Okay. Uh, uh, in Italy, it's Where Everything is Possible. Mm-hmm. And in Brazil, The Magic of Time. Well, okay. Yes. People are weird. Yeah. I guess there is a kind of a time thing in there. A little. You know, she's got X amount of hours. Yeah. Uh, I also found uh, a review on Amazon, a five-star review. Yeah. I don't really know how to sum up a film, which has been my favourite since I was nine and continues to be so. It's just fantabulous. I even have the soundtrack. And that's that's a chore in and of itself because the soundtrack's <laughs> horrible. Yeah. Um, although with age, I find it more disturbing to watch, but that has much to do with the tightness of David Bowie's leggings. <laughs> Okie dokie. Um, we have some feedback, as you mm-hmm. may have heard us mumbling and mentioning earlier. We have some feedback yeah. to the last episode uh, from the delightful chaps at the Red Herring podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, who are like us, but American and more of them. Yeah. And swearier. Yeah. Um, but uh, generally, seem like a nice bunch of fellas. Uh, and Absolutely. go and listen to their show because it's good. Yeah. Um, even though I haven't finished listening to all of them. They're long. They're very long. <laughs> um, but entertaining. Okay, the Red Herring Boys say, great episode as usual, gentlemen. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, we also cover the rotten institution that is the MPAA in our latest episode. Give it a listen. I will when I get round to it. Yep. As far as Hot Fuzz goes, because mm-hmm. we mentioned this, oh, yeah, you, I did. you wanted to know what rating That's it was right. in the yeah, US. Yeah. 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 Um, it was an R rating in the theatre and the same on DVD, except uh, the latter also has an unrated version. Right. So that makes me wonder if anything was cut for theatrical in the US. Well, that's what I, I was trying try to find look, out. But yeah, couldn't find out. Yeah, I guess we just need to send them a UK DVD of Hot Fuzz. <laughs> yeah, and they can let us know which cut it is. Yeah, um, uh, it's very rare that the MPAA re-rates things, with the exception of films that were released before the MPAA started their reign of terror. He's not a fan. <laughs> American films are unlikely to get an NC-17 for language. I personally don't know of any, but more than two fucks will get you an R. And even right. one fuck used in its sexual form will earn you an automatic R. See, now I wonder if they cut the C word. Possibly. That's what I think. Possibly. Or they redubbed it. They go on to say, you can call someone a fuckhead, but you cannot tell them to go fuck themselves or talk about fucking them. That's just weird. Yeah. So um, weird. It's a stupid system based on subjective moral standards, based on an antiquated sexually puritanical views. Uh, pretty ironic considering it's coming from a country with the highest teen pregnancy rate. <laughs> The MPAA, much like our country's ridiculous war on drugs, is a failed experiment that uh, that the people in charge are too proud to admit has lost sight of why it was created. And then also, because yeah. we're talking about 39 Steps and Hitchcock. Yeah, oh, before you do that, just a one line in that just reminded me of something. Yes. Uh, the line about the war on drugs. Yes. There's a documentary that's just come out over here on DVD, so mm-hmm. I assume it would be available. It might be worth trawling Netflix and so. Uh, it's called The House I Live In, and it's a documentary about the war on drugs and how the oh. war on drugs is not actually a war on drugs. Right. It looks really interesting. Okay, so, yes, yeah. I've seen the trailer. Yeah. I've had to deal with the trailer here. Yes. Yeah, so I think uh, the guys at Red Herring and okay. would enjoy that. Um, the Red Herring boys are also big Hitchcock fans. Yeah. Big Hitchcock mm-hmm. fans. Uh, and they say, by the way, the Hitchcock film with the shots of the woman with the knife and no dialogue that you were talking about. Yes. Uh, that's murder. Right, yeah. Um, 
And they're surprised that when we were talking about the techniques from the silent era that we didn't mention the fact that Hitchcock had directed the first British film with sound, Blackmail. Yes, which I've seen. I, I didn't know that. That's why no, I, I, did, I did know that. I just didn't go around to mention it. Um, I, I've seen bits of that in a film studies class where they just demonstrated the bits. What's kind of interesting about it is it... I, from memory, I might be wrong on this because I want to rewatch it again. Is that not all of it has sound, right? Because they started well, half not like all the, not all the jazz singer has sound. No, but I think they started like halfway through, and it, so I'm not quite sure. I need to. I is need it to like Wally. There's no dialogue for the first yeah. 45 minutes. So I need to find a copy because there are some bits that are that are done in a very intriguing way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll I'll see if I can find somewhere where it's available to watch because I'd like to rewatch it. Mm-hmm. Um, because that could be something of interest for the show, I mm-hmm. think. Um, as this seems to have been the listener participation special, mm-hmm. our pitch is also from a listener yes. this week. Um, it's meant we were lazy and could only watch one film each this week. Which <laughs> um, it comes from frequent contributor Pete Hammond, who sent mm-hmm. an email. He says, having just... Hi, lads. We'll start with hi, lads, because yeah. that's a nice greeting. Having just dropped you a line on Twitter, I felt compelled, well, you asked, to submit a pitch to you, which is true. He kept going on about this film on Twitter, so I said, if you want us to watch it, send us a pitch. And he has. Excellent. Having just got Netflix, I'm working my way through their catalogue, both new and old. Last weekend, I watched Iron Man 2 and Screamers, Screamers being another possible pitch. I've no idea what Screamers is. I imagine it involves screaming. No, I know that. No, I know that title. It's going to be some sort of horror movie, isn't it? um, I can't remember. I can't remember who. I can't remember if it's. Is it? It's not David Cronenberg, is it? I don't know. Are you thinking of Scanners? Oh, maybe I am. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I know, I know the title Screamers, and I can't remember mm. why. Um, I think we're interrupting Pete here. Yeah. Sorry. Carry on. Tonight, I decided to watch Fifty Fifty. I'd heard much about this film, the majority of it good, and thought I'd give it a go. Essentially, Fifty Fifty takes its title from the chances of surviving the cancer the lead character has. Adam, played brilliantly by Joseph Gordon-Levitt, is a young, fit, healthy 27-year-old working in radio in Seattle. I will just say that sometimes I'll uh, I'll like a film just by its look and setting. This did start off as one of those films, as Seattle looks rather lovely here. Who... God, that was a... Oh, right, he's throwing me off track with those brackets. Right. Uh, Working in radio in Seattle. Who, after getting a pain in his back, is diagnosed with cancer, the disease being centred on his spine. I shan't try and spell the whole name. Right. What follows is the inspired by real events, take that as you will, story of how Adam copes with his illness, the people in his life and the people he meets through his condition. His best mate Kyle, played by Seth Rogen, his girlfriend Rachel, played by Bryce Dallas Howard, and his parents are very well played. Mum, played by Angelica Houston, is pitched perfectly as worried but also put upon. Sorry, I can see Tom at the end of the table doing exactly what I did with my phone. The old late 90s, early 2000s trick of holding it up (laughs) in the air at arm's length. Yeah. Sorry. We're killing Pete's pitch sorry, here, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, sorry. Carry on. Um, uh, Mum, played by Angelica Houston, is perfectly pitched as worried but also put upon. Dad has Alzheimer's. I think mother is a jinx. His therapist, the brilliantly awkward Anna Kendrick, it's like being slapped by a sea otter. I've no idea what's going on. <laughs> I, it might be the, dr- the uh, medicine I'm on, uh, but I don't know what's going on. His therapist, okay, played by Anna Kendrick. She's awkward. She probably says at some point, it's like being slapped by a sea otter, as that's in quotes here. Right. Uh, it's very believable as essentially a trainee. Adam is her third client. Right. Tonally, the film has the potential to veer off into bad taste slash gross out comedy, but thankfully never does. It's a very sweet, laugh out loud tearjerker. An odd description, but it really is. Give it a shot. I went into it with a healthy curiosity and came out loving it. Still don't like Prometheus, though. 
<laughs> Cheers, Pete. Brilliant. Um, funny enough, actually, I had a conversation with Pete on Twitter yesterday because I was watching a movie that I hadn't seen before mm-hmm. um, called The Mist. I saw you. Yeah, which he quite it. liked. And I have to say, actually, by the time I got to the end of it, I quite enjoyed it as well. I've heard about it and always wanted to watch it. Okay, well, his, his last tweet to me, which I haven't responded to, so I'll respond to it now, mm-hmm. uh, is, is it a potential pitch for Have You Seen? And it might be. I'm not sure yet. I haven't decided. Because um, there are two versions of it, a colour one and a black and white one. And apparently the black and white version is a lot better. Which mist are you watching? The Tom Jane one. Because apparently, originally, they wanted to do it in black and white, but the really? studio wouldn't let them. Oh. Uh, but on the DVD, there's an alternative version where they've they've graded it black and white. Interesting. Um, and I suspect that'll make the CGI that looks a bit ropey in the colour one a little better. Right, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Screamers. Yes. Uh, 1995, directed by Christian Dug... Oh, Jesus, I don't know how you pronounce that. D-U-G-U-A-Y. Dugay. Dugay, yeah. Uh, but <laughs> written, short story by Philip K. Dick and screenplay screenplay by Dan O'Bannon. Okay. Um, and it stars Peter Weller. I think there might be another uh, credit on the screenplay, but I can't bring that up. Okay. Um, yeah, there, there is somebody else, but I can't read the name. Um, Dan O'Bannon's one of the guys behind Alien? Uh, uh, he was definitely... Shocking lack of film knowledge here. I know, it's crazy. No, Dan O'Bannon, he was... I'm ill. Um... Total Recall, okay. Alien, Aliens. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, and knows I, his sci-fi shit. Yeah, I think he was also uh, with. I think he's something to do with Dark Star, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that was kind of one of the first things. I knew I knew the name. Yeah. Um, yeah, Dark Star. Okay. Alien, Blue Thunder. Quite a lot of uh, sci-fi kind of uh-huh. stuff. Yeah, that was kind of uh, that was kind of interesting actually. Okay, so we've completely trampled on Pete's pitch. Yep. Uh, but we will be watching for episode forty-eight, fifty-fifty. Yeah. Uh, which I've got to say, I've been meaning to watch since I saw the trailer. Same here. Uh, Absolutely. And just haven't yeah. Got to it. Yeah. No, I I've seen it a couple of times on uh, Netflix or whatever it was, yeah, yeah. or in the video shop or whatever, and I thought, oh yeah, I'd quite like to see mm. that. I think I might even have rented the DVD. And not watched it and given it back. It was on a plane I was on last year and yeah. I didn't watch it. I watched right. other things instead. That was where yeah. I saw The Grey instead, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and that worked out pretty well. Yeah. Um, yes, it's uh, this is available on the UK Netflix. Right. Uh, and only the UK, not the US right. stream. So if anybody also has Netflix and wants to follow along and send us, uh, yeah, send us a review fun. for next week, we'll read those out mm-hmm. as we have read out an awful lot of stuff. We have, today. yeah, yeah. And, but definitely keep sending reviews, sending pitches. We want to hear stuff. We want to do more of that we kind do, of thing. Because so. really, I'm running out of movies that Tom hasn't seen. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we need stuff for him to watch. Uh, and it means I have to do less work. <laughs> uh, I'm going to read out some more stuff. Really? I'm going to read out how you can contact us. Yeah. Um, you can contact us on Twitter the way Pete does frequently. Yeah. And the way uh, Matthew Jones did this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are at HYS Podcast. Uh, you can contact us on Facebook the same way Tom Sims and Richard Pierce and Alexander. Alex Stone did mm-hmm. and the Red Herring podcast men did. Yep. Uh, Facebook.com slash have you seen podcast. Yep. We have an infrequently updated blog called have you seen.net, mm-hmm. which I mostly use to just post new episodes and tell people when I've screwed something up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's my fault. The last episode was a week late. I'm sorry. I left my hard drive in the <laughs> office. Uh, and then when I got the hard drive home, it turned out I hadn't put the the files on there anyway um and it all went horribly wrong yeah um, we'll do the, it'll be better this week yeah 
Uh, and we have an email address. My sister knows what it is. She sends us emails. <laughs> uh, and Pete knows what it is because that's how he sent us his pitch. And that's oh, podcast at haveyouseen.net. Mm-hmm. Our usual thanks to um, you for listening. Yeah. Um, to us for doing this again for the 47th time. Yeah. Uh, uh, to Ubi Productions for the use of their studio. And to Alexia Mom for being a fabulous technical guru. Absolutely. And yeah. general all-round wizard. Yeah, and uh, don't forget, please, you know, go to, if you download from iTunes, please give us a rating, send a review there. Even if um, you don't like it. Yeah, I think the... If you don't um, like it, why the hell are you still listening? Yeah, um, I think, uh, so I heard somewhere mentioned that the iTunes, the way iTunes works in terms of making things prominent is based on uh, a combination of number of downloads and number of uh, ratings. Okay. Um, I don't know how true that is, but... Hey, if we get more downloads, more reviews, more ratings on there, that all the better. Indeed. That's it. Yeah. We're done. Uh, so next week is just 50-50 and then pitches. Yeah. Uh, right, so we'll be back next week, unless I screw it up again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and until then, you have no power over us. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>